Hello and welcome back to another episode of Eyes in Region. Today I have Dr. Phoebe Moore, ophthalmologist, medical retina and uveitis specialist joining us from Tamworth in New South Wales. Phoebe, thank you very much for joining me uh, on this edition of uh, Eyes in Region. How has your day been today, Phoebe, in Tamworth? It's a very pleasant hot day. I think we're all suffering from the impending El Nino and so it's you know, quite hot, quite dry here and you feel it a lot more in a rural area. A lot of our patients are farmers, so you're very conscious of that for them. But it's a pleasant day and I've had a day off work today, which is always nice. Oh, great. Well, look, you have a particularly unique story that I'd love to share. Um, Phoebe, you come with some very, very impressive credentials. And I'm not sure where to start to cover them, but uh, you've gone through this really interesting journey through your undergraduate and postgraduate training. And um, tell me, uh, how did you land up in Tamworth, uh, having done such high credentialed uh, fellowships? I suppose it's a simple solution or a simple story, really, but a long way to get there in that I grew up in Tamworth. I went through primary school and high school here. My dad has been an ophthalmologist here in Tamworth for 30 plus years. And so for me, you know, Tamworth is familiar. It's home. I've been coming here to visit my family all the way through my training. I did my undergraduate medical degree in Newcastle and did my junior doctor years there and always had the intention that I wanted to study ophthalmology and would go anywhere that would have me as most of us do at that stage. And I was fortunate enough to be given a leg in in Melbourne and do my training down in Melbourne and you know, can't speak highly enough of the training there. I was very grateful for that training experience, had great mentors, great supervisors. I originally had a thought to stay in Melbourne. I love the works there so much. Um, there's something very exciting and very appealing about big tertiary centre medicine and eye hospital medicine being in the midst of it. Um, and I had a thought whether to go back to Melbourne at the end or whether to end up in Newcastle where I'd done my undergraduate training. Tamworth was always an option, but it never ranked very highly for me because I didn't want to come to town without of a sense of duty or obligation I only wanted to come here if it was genuinely because that was where my heart lay um, I moved to Bristol to do my fellowship in medical retina and uveitis in January 2020 not knowing that the pandemic was about to hit um, and despite you know the chaos of the pandemic and living it in the UK it was a fantastic training and learning experience particularly working in uveitis so, you know with predominantly immunosuppressed patients it was actually a um, an incredibly unique learning experience that year um, but the real shift for me was that while we were in Bristol in May 2020, so at the height of the lockdown, my dad had a very major STEMI, which was almost fatal, and had to stop work completely. And that was May 2020. You know, we couldn't get home. There was no way of getting back here. We were in the midst of lockdown worldwide. And it really hit home to me that being near family is so imperative. And so it was the obvious decision to commit to coming to Tamworth for one year after fellowship to say, we'll come for a year, we'll work for a year, we'll help out. Um, and six months after working here, we thought this life is great. Why are we trying to pursue anything other than this? And so three years on, here we are. Oh, that's quite a story. Um, so really you were all set for the big city, um, 
potentially with a partial academic career in mind. I mean, God knows you've got enough of credentials to support that. And I'm sure the INU would have loved to have kept you along with Sarah. But um, I see that your family has certainly played a major role in your decision to return. And, and that's really heartwarming to see. And that must be such a good uh, experience for your children now growing up. Do I understand correctly that you have two young children? Yes, I had two sons during my training years in second year and post-race, I had my two sons and lived, you know, that life of living in a city away from all your family, balancing daycare and sick days and seeing the juggle of that and seeing the comparison now of having grandparents around the corner, of having a five-minute commute to work, of having that you know, easier work-life balance that you get in a rural centre, I see the benefits of that for my family life and I wouldn't trade that for anything. So great to hear. Now, your father, Dr David Moore, um, OEM, founded the practice in 2003, but he's really been, um, and that's Northwest West Eyes, but he's really been practising from 1989. So have you grown up watching him do a bunch of really cool eye stuff, I suppose. Yes. So we moved to Tamworth for him to start ophthalmology in, I think, 1993, uh, before he started Northwest Eyes in um, at the turn of the century. Um, and so I've grown up being familiar with it. I don't think it was the only factor in my decision, but it certainly played a big role in my decision making, being familiar with ophthalmology, seeing the role that he can have in a community and the impact that he's made on this community that was really underserviced prior to what he started and the way that he took ophthalmology and really built up a great service to a community that needs it. And you know, his OAM reflects the amount of effort and um, care that he's poured into this community over 30 years. And so it's a great um, example and a role model to aspire to and to show what you can do in a rural centre. Could you just talk me through what the community benefits now uh, from having your father's uh, dedication, really? It's been a lifelong, sorry, a lifelong career dedication for him and what you're sort of carrying on um, and what sort of catchment area, just so that I understand that better. So our catchment area is quite vast. So from Tamworth, we would stretch up beyond Glen Innes North, up beyond the Queensland border northwest, west beyond Moree, and south as far as Maitland. And so it's probably a sixth of New South Wales or potentially even more than that that we drain. So I have patients who travel up to five hours for their appointments. He has actually started a program of outreach clinics. So his former life was a flying doctor with the RFDS and he has his pilot's license. So every fortnight he conducts outreach clinics um, and, you know, doing injections for patients who really need it in the rural centres. And a lot of those patients, if they had to travel, wouldn't come. And so by going to those communities and taking a clinic to those communities every fortnight, it's a regular input and really provides a great care to those patients. That's really, yeah. Uh amazing what your father and now you are uh, carrying on and doing and the patients must just be so grateful tell me just your kitchen fill up with crates of mangoes avocados and all sorts of farm produce every week I have three jars of homemade preserves sitting on my desk at work <laughs> that I get to bring home and uh, it's a lovely patient cohort I think the patients here are genuinely appreciative for what you do for them and 
thankful that you are doing your best for them and, and they really do trust you uh, with their health and they do believe that you've got their best interests at heart. There must be a real great sense of community for you there and you know even more so special for you given that you grew up in the area. Do you see any of the I mean ex-teachers or uh, there and amongst uh, people like themselves who now float into your clinic as patients? Yes, I think one of the most awkward things is when one of your <laughs> former high school teachers who you might have been a rat bag for shows up and you're about to do their cataract. <laughs> That's always an awkward discussion to sort of reset the dynamic there. Uh, but I think most of the people in that category are actually just really pleased to see someone that they knew grow up, you know, come back to the community and, you know, bring a skill back to the community. Oh, I, think, I, I think they must be so proud of you. I think I was just. I think the most awkward would be an ex boyfriend's parent became <laughs> as a patient. Yeah, that would be awkward, which uh, leads me to the, my next question. You know, what are the most uh, challenging things you've had to encounter about being back in Tamworth and practicing? I think one of the hardest things is being incredibly busy in that we're underserviced. It's a large catchment area. We have a lot of patients. And unlike in the city, saying no to booking an appointment for a patient is actually potentially denying that patient care. They don't have the option to just find another clinic or go to the eye casualty or seek care elsewhere. If you don't book an appointment with them, there's a very real chance that they will miss care. And so, you know, we do run busy. We're often double and triple booked and we do run flat out and we have to build efficiency into the practice just to try and meet the volume of the need. Um, and a lot of patients also, if you think they need subspecialty input, just won't travel for it. You say, I think you need to go to Sydney to see XYZ subspecialist. And the patient says, no, I, you know, I would rather lose my sight than travel to Sydney. Sydney terrifies me. So you really do end up stretching your own resources to try and provide the best of care for that patient. Um, I do think, you know, there is a positive and a negative there in that because you don't have that subspecialty input and because you end up having to try and, you know, provide such a broad level of care for patients, you are very holistic in your approach and you manage the whole eye, but to a degree, the whole patient as well. All the GPs and all the physicians are also overstretched. So things that you may have deferred to them you might end up taking on yourself a little more so you do end up being a lot more holistic in the patient management you do stretch yourself in what you are capable of doing and you know it makes me reflect that Ransco training is actually very good training we are really well trained for general ophthalmology and it's a different age now to when you know my parents generation was starting out they were really isolated. For me, if I've got a challenging patient or something that I'm struggling with, it's sim as simple as taking some images and sending it through to a colleague some, you know, somewhere in a teaching hospital, they can send it around to their colleagues and you can have support and feedback you know, within a matter of minutes if you need to. So you're never really that alone. I think we have such a great sense of collegiality and you made some really great points there, Phoebe. And it's it's a sentiment really that's shared across a number of regional ophthalmologists. Um, I think there is a perception uh, or a sense of fear or dread or a feeling of being out of your comfort zone, but we should really embrace our general ophthalmology training, isn't it? That's the crux of it. You've got those good basics, those good foundations, and God knows you would have had them in um, <laughs> the Royal India then really you can pretty much manage most things that come through the door. I think anytime you start out as a new consultant, there is a steep learning curve. Every new consultant will tell you that the first few years are a steep learning curve. I think when you take that learning curve and you plant it in a rural centre, that learning curve becomes oh, yeah. 
even more exceptionally steep. But I think if you can survive two years in a rural centre, the experience that you gain and the learning curve that you go through really does enhance your skill set. And so I'm actually really grateful for that experience of two years of, you know, sleep, you know, several sleepless nights and a lot of challenges and a lot of growth and personal development, but they do make you better as a clinician and better as a person. And if you can survive two years doing rural ophthalmology, I think you'll be in a good position to treat most things with support of city colleagues. Couldn't agree more. Um, having said that, let's come back to you, your little two boys. How do you balance all of that up? I find it's always a tension. And I think as um, particularly parents, but mothers especially in medicine, you will always have the tension and there'll always be guilt. You'll always feel that you should be doing more at work. You'll always feel that you should be doing more at home. You'll always feel that you should be more available either to your patients or to your children. And I think wherever you are, that's a tension. I think rural medicine has pros and cons. The difficulty is that you are very busy and you are overtaxed, but on the upside, I have a five minute commute to work and my parents live around the corner and I do have a lot more freedom to structure my week around my family how I want to. So start times and finish times, I can structure according to my family's needs and I'm not wasting time driving between practices. So I'm much more efficient with that time, which maximizes my time at home with my children. And those are the formative years that they are going to remember and you're going to remember because before you know it, they would have fled the nest and it's a whole different ballgame then, isn't it? Yes. And it, I mean, it's always a balance and it's always a tension, but I don't think it's any more attention here than it would be anywhere else. I think every parent in the workforce has that tension to balance. Yes, uh, absolutely. Maybe. Being one of the few women in the region, what would you say to the young up-and-coming Ransco Fellows considering a career in regional ophthalmology? I would say it's not as terrifying as you might think it is. And professionally, you won't get better work anywhere in that there is so much fantastic work, so much pathology, so much surgery. Um, and so from a work experience point of view, you won't get better work anywhere. And being the age that we are in now, you're not alone. It's not as isolated as you would think it was. You've got colleagues available by phone, by email. So it's not as terrifying as it maybe used to be. And you really will upskill in the process. Um, I would also say that there can sometimes be an expectation that rural care is substandard care. And I would really counter that and say that's not the case. Maybe in a centre that doesn't have someone present where it's all run fly in, fly out, but in a centre that has people living in town, the level of care you can provide is a really high level of care. It doesn't have to be substandard. You don't have to drop the expectation in the level of care you can provide. And so, you know, I take a lot of pride in the fact that we provide really good quality care for our patients and that they receive as good care here as they really would anywhere. And that's really what this is all about at the end of the day in line with the Vision 2030 initiative, isn't it? That we've really got to provide equitable access to healthcare, in, in our case, eye care, for every Australian. And we won't really be able to achieve that if we're not pushing the regional workforce agenda. So Phoebe, look, thank you very much for making the time to join me this afternoon. Um, you've had some great words of wisdom. I hope those young fellows considering a career out there will perhaps come up to you, uh, reach out to you um, 
and uh, couldn't think of a better mentor to guide them. So thanks I'll very much. Send them all to Tamworth. Anytime. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Sonia. This concludes our series of Eyes in Region, and thank you very much for listening. I would like to thank Bosch and Lom for supporting this very important initiative. Ransco has recently launched the Vision 2030 initiative, and part of that is maintaining a sustainable ophthalmology workforce with the goal of working towards eliminating avoidable blindness in Australia and New Zealand. I hope each and every one of you that's listening into this can consider how you can contribute towards this, and in particular, considering the needs of regional ophthalmology workforce and uh, providing the best possible level of eye care to all Australians and New Zealanders who deserve it. Thank you.